Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred. Steve Jordan joins us now. Hey, good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Steve, you yes, weren't sir. in here last half hour. No, Fred, wasn't. We were, Fred and I were hanging out with a guy whose uh, backyard is where uh, David. David slew Goliath. Yes. Really? Now, imagine to have that in your backyard. Do you have yeah. footprints that you can uh, fill with concrete uh, and no, cell or something? I was actually joking with him. Is there a little indentation in the soil <laughs> no, where Goliath fell? fell? It would have been a big boom. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like we travel here in the U.S. and we you go to, go to Gettysburg, for sure. example, and yeah. you know, in Israel, every you go every five ten miles, uh, you go, it's you're going to run into an historic spot. Yeah, <laughs> something that a story out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, the rabbi we visited with, his name uh, is spelled this way for those who want to know, P-E-S-A-C-H, last name W-O-L-I-C-K-I. Also, the story I referenced last half hour when we, before we interviewed the rabbi <clears throat> uh, with the quote from the public health chief in Israel, Brent uh, has already posted that story on our Facebook page. And, and the only re- one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to put it there is because uh, the, the quote from the public health chief in Israel talking about the fact of the, talking about the vaccine over there, and they, they have a, one of the highest vaccinated populations in the world of any country, that is Israel. But I just found it stunning that he said, quote, previously we thought, that fully vaccinated individuals are protected and they're finding out they're not because of the new variant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my, my only point was, uh, for those people who say vaccination, either you get vaccinated or you're the problem. Um, those who are skeptical of, of the vaccines because how they were rushed through and because they're called experimental and they've, when, when, when those people read a quote from a medical chief saying, previously we thought, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what they say after that, it, that that's, that's evidence that, you know what, you don't know, and we don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they do long-term clinical trials. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Am I right? Yes. So, uh, so don't be dismissive of people who have their own reasons for not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Many of them have already had COVID and have natural antibodies anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when you when you understand that people are studying, they're researching, they're weighing, do I want to get something injected into my bloodstream uh, or do I want to go another direction? By um, the way, we call it a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. It messes with your it's RNA. A shot. It's a shot. It's a shot, but it... it Messes with your RNA, which is the the mirror to DNA. It's like changing your your body. It's mm-hmm. I don't yeah. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Steve, what do you got? Well, speaking of COVID, um, I wanted to bring some statistics in uh, uh, 
Tim, that you actually brought to my attention. They compared someone took, uh, uh, I guess it was the Guardian in in England, compared Sweden's population with that of Michigan. Now, Sweden, 11 million people. They um, had almost no lockdowns. No, They went about business as usual. Michigan could be the poster child for how to lock down a state and an economy. Well, Sweden had more people and fewer deaths. Michigan had less people and more deaths than Sweden than Sweden did. Yep. So the the lockdowns apparently at least comparing those two countries had no effect. Well, and, and here's one thing is it's kind of an interesting comparison. Uh, some people have have talked about weather being a factor. Winters in Sweden every bit as cold as winters in Michigan. Yeah. So you you wipe that off the table as being so so what is it? Uh is it is some of it lifestyle, you know, diets, uh, diabetes rates, all of those sorts of things that we've talked about? Or is it the case because Sweden stayed open, people there, uh, their bodies were allowed to develop a natural immunity? Which You mean because they didn't lock down? Because they didn't lock down, people mixed around they went shopping the whole time in stores together restaurants etc thereby dealing with the, the question of herd immunity they were allowed to develop that immunity yeah. in their bodies well that makes sense to me you think about it uh, when we when we remember remember uh, april 2020 mm-hmm. and it was uh what was it bend the curve what was it called? Flatten the curve. Yes. Flat, flatten the curve. Three, three days three, or three weeks. Three weeks to flatten the curve. Three weeks to flatten the curve. And um, there was never any, if I remember, discussion of we can stop the virus from spreading. It was that we didn't want to have an explosion in the U.S. of COVID cases that would fill our hospitals to, to overwhelm our medical health system including our hospitals, right? That's right. So it seems to me, comparing Michigan to Sweden, uh, they're about the same. They're about the same. Uh, not too much difference in population. Uh, they're about the same place on the globe. Uh, uh, latitude. Lat- latitude. Mm-hmm. Same, basically, a lot of, probably same types of folks because uh, a lot of Scandinavian countries were the immigrants to to the northern states, yeah. uh, especially the north midwestern states like Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, so forth, and so on. So, uh, one did a great one did a lockdown. Michigan, as you say, the poster child for lockdowns. Sweden didn't lock down at all, mm-hmm. and the results are basically the same. My point is, if you're going to um, uh, lock down everything, it seems to me. Uh, now, if you're going to do that in the name of let's don't overwhelm our hospitals, I think that's a reasonable uh, request to make of your society, of your population. Now, I think most people agree and will cooperate with that. But um, that, but Governor Whitmer went far beyond what most people consider reasonable. I think. Do you but, know what? what the, other... Let me just go ahead. Yeah, sure. just Sorry. just to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the virus is going to come back it, and continue its way even if you delay it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's my point. Go ahead, Fred. Well, I was going to say, what, one of the things that has bothered me throughout this now going, what, a year and a half, 
is very often they use only whole numbers. They don't talk about the percentages. In other words, they'll say 100 people died in these four counties over the last week. But what they won't tell you is it's not 100 out of 1,000 people who live in those four counties. It's 100 out of 20,000. They don't talk about yeah. the percentages. It is so that bothers low. Me. It is so low. I did some math. <laughs> now, reporters doing math is always a sketchy thing, so mm-hmm. someone check my math if you want. Michigan has 9.987 million people, the latest census anyway. About 10 million. About 10 yeah. million people. They had. They are trending right now at 683 new cases per week. That's a point zero zero six percent of the population is getting COVID per week. They've had six deaths. They are they're averaging six deaths per week. Um, Sweden is even more rare. They have ten million people and four hundred and sixty three new cases a week for point zero zero four percent of infection rate. I don't mm-hmm. know why we we're still right, right. Well, you know, part of this, quite frankly, is uh, the old expression in the news in in the television news industry, at least, was if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Yep. And so, part of this, I think, is that the news media in this country like sensationalism. Yes, they like bad news that they can blow up to make it even seem worse. Well, if you were watching CNN over the last year and a half, if you're one of eight people in the country who watch <laughs> CNN, yeah. uh, they put that that whole numbers up on the right-hand side of the screen the whole time Donald Trump was president. Oh, the death count. Yeah. The, the on, death on, count. On Trump's watch. Yes. Case so once count. Trump was out, Biden didn't have a death count. Yeah, but it was always whole numbers. Oh, they, yeah. They didn't tell you what percent of the population yeah. – because as Steve has just demonstrated there, it's like point zero 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 yeah. something. Well, COVID is real, and sadly, we all know people who passed away yes. from it. Yes, and uh, it's. Um, but well, we've talked about it ad nauseum. I think we all you understand know, what's what's uh, the the other factors here. You know, you're missing the big picture here. What's the big picture, Steve? Of course, COVID is racist. You knew that, right? We're talking no. Michigan versus Sweden. So, yeah, well, they're both white people, basically. Well, there's a lot more color, people, people of color in, in Michigan, Michigan than there are in Sweden. Well, so that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, with you got a racist well, virus. Sweden has a lot of uh, immigrants from. Uh, he said, tongue in Sahara, and from the from Africa, yeah. for example, and and parts of the Middle East. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Next story. Breaking just today, a death watch in uh, in New York. Uh, maybe after COVID we shouldn't say death watch. But New York Attorney General Letitia James has announced the investigation into Governor Andrew Cuomo, the results. And they concluded, they found that he indeed sexually harassed multiple women. It inclu- the um, uh, So people are wondering, is he now going to resign? Um, the Attorney General's probe included interviews with 179 people, found that Cuomo harassed current and former staff members from 2013 to 2020. So, yeah. <laughs> and this would have been by Democrat New York Attorney General. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's very, the Democrats basically run the state now, don't they? 
Yes. And, and have. Uh, so it's a Democrat attorney general who finds a Democrat governor guilty of harassing multiple women. Yep. You would think naturally he would have to resign. If he's a Republican, but, he would have been drummed out long ago, I think. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but now, if Cuomo doesn't resign and there are no calls for his resignation from President Biden and others, then don't talk to me about sexual harassment anymore. Nancy Pelosi needs to be asked today, what should happen to Andrew Cuomo? Yeah. She should yeah. be asked that. Chuck Schumer should be asked today, what should happen to uh, Governor If he doesn't Cuomo? resign. If he doesn't resign. What should happen to him? If he doesn't resign. Because now we had all these women come we, out, make right, the accusations. Right. Now we've had the investigation. The uh, attorney general, correct, yeah. is now saying uh, there's there's enough there to prove that at least on several incidents, it's true, he sexually harassed, abused. What is the term being used? Harass, uh, they're using ha harassed. Harassed. All right. This is going to be interesting to see what happens here because Cuomo's, you know, he's um, he's double down. Yes, so to speak. Uh, he's he's you know, he's not at least at this point. He's not, uh, you know. He would say uh, maybe I acted inappropriate, but I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't violate anyone. I didn't rape anybody. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him in New York and uh, the. Uh, you said Chris Cuomo, his brother has how many viewers, Fred? <laughs> On a good night, you were counting. <laughs> Uh, it would be uh, that'll also be an interesting thing to see what what does yes. his brother have to say about I bet this. He's stone silent. I mean, he doesn't say a word. Yeah, but oh. I, I'm more interested to see what NBC and CBS and ABC do with this story. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. So that's uh, Governor Cuomo in New York. Next story. All right, uh, a video has, has surfaced. Um, we've been documenting our president and his uh, missteps or his questionable verbal gaffes and all Who's kinds that, of things. Who's that, the president? President Joe Biden. Well, on July 4th, a video has surfaced from July 4th of President Biden landing in the state of, of Kentucky. And he is greeted at the bottom of the steps by Governor Andy Bashir, his wife, and his two kids. Biden shakes hands with everybody, and then he shakes hands with 12-year-old Will Bashir, the son. And then he he stand, he puts his arm around the boy, talks, and then put, takes his arm off. And then five seconds later, he grabs the boy's hand to hold his hand. He's got a used face mask in his hand. He grabs the boy's hand, holds his hand. They're holding hands for five or ten seconds, and then he lets it go and leaves the face mask with the boy. Is this Biden's face mask? Biden's face mask. <laughs> I saw that. You showed me that. I couldn't believe it. Just. Well, that's another sign of somebody bizarre. who's uh, fading. Hmm? Am I right? I would. I just. Uh, it was gross. Let's just call it what it was. <laughs> what it was. And it was president of the United States. I hope, on the I hope the good governor of Kentucky had some hand sanitizer or, or the governor's wife in her purse. You know, I mean, it, it also looked like a Saturday Night Live skit. Here you have the president of the United States uh, holding the hand of, how old was that young man? 11. 11-year-old 11 boy for... I'm sorry, 12. I don't know how long he held his hand, 10 seconds yeah. or so. 
held his hand like you would hold your wife's hand walking in a park. And then he, then he hands the kid his face mask, his used face mask, and the kid's sitting there looking at it like, what am I supposed to do with this? Ew. And he, and he, puts, it, and he puts it in his pocket. He puts it in his pocket. I, I just looks I, at it kind of well. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, a normal person does not do that. Okay. No. A, nor, a person that's thinking clearly. Yes. Let me just say that does not do that. Anyway, that's all I need to know of that story. <laughs> okay. That was that was that. We don't need to expand any further on that. All right. Hey, uh, the 1619 project yeah. is making its way through American schools. The American public is, is fighting it really? back. Well, it is in several school districts. They they have implemented it, and probably the bluer states. Um, I want you to listen to a podcast. This is the podcast is called Refuse Fascism. Its host is Sam Goldman, and that's who you're going to hear. She's interviewing Dr. Chanel Wilson, who's an assistant uh, professor of education at Bryn Mawr College. But this is the host that's saying these things. And she is uh, basically chastising the press and everybody for being so negative on this 1619 project. Incredible. Listen to Cut. Ten. Ten. Thank you. The 1619 Project, which is something that, thank goodness, is being used in some high schools. So thank you, teachers. Just yesterday, Cotton and McConnell introduced a bill to defund the 1619 Project curriculum. And one of the claims that they make, in addition to being anti-American, which is so false, because my top criticism, honestly, of the 1619 Project is that it is way too pro-American, in my opinion. I don't think that there can be redemption until there is no America. But none of the journalists, they, in fact, they all are trying to redefine America as a hopeful place. And I think that it's so wrong that they're being demonized in the way that they are. Who is that? Her name is Sam Goldman. She's the podcast. There will be no redemption. If we didn't know the name, I would have said that was AOC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like like I don't know Just what it is like about her. these far-left women and helium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? But anyway. Uh, there will be no redemption until there is no America. You bring that up because that's the thinking of these far-left yes. uh, radicals. The Antifa, the BLM people, these people that are getting us and into what's socialism. The 16, for those who don't know, the 1619 Project is 1619 what 1619 Project was a, as a, as an article, a series of articles by a New York Times reporter, Hannah Jones. I can't remember. But uh, it posits, it it's, assumes that the beginning of the country of america was 1619 not 1776 because 1619 was when the first slave ships arrived on shore and the entire history of american america the civil war the the revolutionary war everything since has been tainted and and has a has a black mark on it because of racism that we are a racist country, irredeemably so. No, no redemption. That's what she said right there. No redemption until there's no. America. What are you supposed to do? Burn it down? They, they're trying. You yeah. know, the question I would ask uh, this lady. It is Sam Goldman. That's her name. Yeah, yeah. Sam Goldman. I, I would have her response in writing. Yeah, because I don't need to hear her talk anymore. Yes, I would ask. What does your America look like? Yeah. If you don't like yeah. this one. Yeah. What does your America look like? These far lefties 
you want to who protest America and say we're a terrible country? I want to. You want to say? Can you please cite for us an example of a nation that we need to model ourselves after? Yeah. Nicole uh, Hannah Jones is the name of the. Thank you, Brent. Sixteen nineteen. Sixteen nineteen okay. project author Nicole Hannah Jones. That's why you know I'm glad the American ladies soccer team lost. Yeah. They they uh, they lost. They're out. Uh, they got beat by Canada, by the way. They mm-hmm. may win a bronze medal, but they're not going to win a, a gold or silver. The first time in a long time, I think. Um, and and uh, the reason I say that is they're out there representing the USA on the world stage at the Olympics, and their first thing they do is take a knee. Mm-hmm. Take the whole team takes a knee before the match starts. With I think it was England. I'm not sure the first match, led by that uh, the purple hair girl, Rapino, Megan Rapino. Yeah, um, and and as uh, many as some commentators said yesterday, uh, w- why couldn't the American women soccer team celebrate how wonderful life is in America for women, as compared to the rest of the world, where probably in two thirds of the world women don't even have rights at all. So if you want to protest, protest that. But why do you protest your own country, which has been so good for women's rights? Uh, and notice that these uh, women's soccer players representing our country, again, I'm glad they lost. Um, and I, don't, I never thought I'd say that about an American Olympic team, but if they're going to gonna diss their own country, our own country, in this way, publicly try to shame America when America's paying for your 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 team to be over there representing us. It's kind of like slapping the face of the parent, you know, so to speak. So, uh, I'm, but I, I will say this: I've watched uh, my Alice and my wife and I. We we're kind of night owls, and we've been watching the Olympics. Uh, the vast majority of our athletes over there, the U.S. athletes are being very respectful and very patriotic. Uh, they're standing to attention at the podium when we win, especially the swimmers and di- yeah. uh, I don't know if the divers have come out yet or not, swimming teams. And uh, it, it's been that. So th- you got a few um, America haters, I guess, like our, they wouldn't call themselves America haters, I guess, but that's what they're, that's what they're, dissing our country like the women's soccer team a couple of the other athletes but the vast majority of them are being very respectful by the way did you guys you guys watch any of the olympics at all i've watched a bit of the track Uh, did you see this norwegian yeah uh this norwegian uh man he's probably in his mid-20s he just set the world record for the 440 hurdles karsten warholm from norway it was an amazing race to watch. He was running against an American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Benjamin. Benjamin, Benjamin, the American, uh, and and uh, Wal, um, Wal, uh, Warholm. Warholm, Warholm. Anyway, they were neck and neck. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the second place finish would have also set the world record. You would have tied the world record. Tied the world record. Yeah. Second place finish in the Olympics would have tied the world record. In the 440 hurdles, it was a great race. And uh, yes, uh, uh, I would just say this about War- Warholm. Yeah, how you pronounce it? Warholm. You need to go watch that. Mm. 
Uh, that white guy can run. <laughs> he can. He can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.